Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we talk about the wild game in Arizona between the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. And then we get into the battle of the undefeated between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. And then we discuss the AB signing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then finally, we get into the segment that one of our viewers suggested us, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers of 2016 versus the Lakers of 2020, who we got. And then finally, we just talk about what is a real sports fan and what makes a true fan towards a team. Hopefully you guys enjoy. And this is, again, with Process Sports. And remember to drop a follow. Thank you and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Process Sports. We, of course, have Balraj from More Than Sports back. Balraj, how you doing, my dude? I'm doing pretty great, man. That's we. I'm glad to hear that, bro. So today we're going to talk about some football. Some deba- we have some questions from our lovely f- fans. We picked one really de- big debate topic that we will talk about. Um, and also we're going to talk about another thing, about who would benefit better if they're on the same team, the late great Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. So but before we get into all of that, Please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Mia Process Sports Radio, Balraj on More Than Sports. This will be on YouTube. Check us out on TikTok, all the other stuff, Apple Music, Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Check us all out. We really appreciate your support. And remember, keep on hitting us up in our DMs if you want to see any content that you want us to talk about. Yes, sir. All right, man. Let's go right into it. So, last night was a very hard night for me. I could imagine. My Seattle Seahawks lost in overtime to the Arizona Cardinals in a heartbreaking game where they should have won, but they also should have lost too. If DK Metcalf wasn't so damn fast. Right. So I'll throw it to you first. What were some of your biggest takeaways from last night's Sunday night football? I'm going to get straight to the point here. I honestly thought the Seattle Seahawks should have won that game. Absolutely Um, agree with you. For the first time, maybe all season, Russell Wilson looked ordinary for a bit. Uh, at the end of the game, when he threw that interception, I was like, yo, Russ, what, what, what's happened there? I mean, at the end of the day, I guess everybody does come down to just like, he's been playing at a level that was insane recently. Like Russell Wilson was beyond his mind at some, at some point, some, you got to come down to be a human again. Right. hundred percent. And, uh, Kyler Murray was, remember that one play where Russell Wilson throws an interception and then I'm like, Oh, okay. The Arizona Cardinals have a chance to take advantage of this. And then Kyler Murray comes back. There was an interception interception right away. Exactly. How many interceptions were thrown last night? At least like uh, Russell four. threw four, I think. Russell threw, Russ threw, threw three, three, and then Kyler, Kyler threw, one. threw one. So one, yeah, it was four picks. That's kind of like an up and down game, but uh, again, Russell threw some balls that were also amazing. Where Patrick Peterson was covering, uh, he got beat. He got beat, and then Kyler Lockett had two hundred yards receiving, bro. Yeah, that's Pat P. Though, if you guys don't know who Pat P. is. One of the best corners in the league. Definitely, Patrick Peterson is definitely one of the best quarterbacks of his generation, bro. Like yeah. the way he can cover and stuff like that. But that connection that Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson have, bro, is just something like it's like one of those things where it's like in my, it's just a sixth sense. Like they know where each other's gonna be, right? They have yeah. that chemistry. They've, something that Russ and DK Metcalf are trying to build, and you can start seeing. But yeah. him and Tyler Lockett, with the years they've been together, right? You can definitely see that chemistry there. Yeah, right? the longevity together, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. And, Last point I wanted to make was uh, obviously the Cardinals won the game. Shout out to the Cardinals. Uh, do you think this takes Russell out of the MPP? Because uh, he's been leading the way, we would say, right? I think and, I think he's still in the lead, bro. I think um, he's still in the lead. I think he's still in the lead. Yeah, I think he's still in the lead. Because you think about it, right? Aaron Rodgers had a really bad game this year too, right? And he was number yeah. two, right? Tom yeah, Brady had a bad game. Kyler Murray's had a bad game. Lamar Jackson's had a bad game. Help, even Patrick Mahomes had a bad game, right? Yeah. I think it's it's you're not. I didn't expect the Seahawks to go 16 and 0. I knew they were going to lose one game eventually, right? Like yeah. they were going to lose the game eventually. They weren't going to go 16 and 0. They weren't going to like break every record out there, right? They were going to bound to lose a game, right? And it just so happened to be against the Cardinals, like a game that was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yes, Seattle blew a 13 point lead, which was, in my opinion, had like 
their defense is the problem. The offense is not the problem whatsoever with this team. They can put up points. Yes, Russell Wilson threw three picks. Now, with those three picks, those two of them were passes that had connected to Tyler Lockett. Those kind of lob, lobbing it up, those lob passes, right? Um, and it's unfortunate that they got picked off, right? Now, Alvin played by DK Metcalf in one of them. He saved the game for that one. That's probably the best defensive play I've seen. That the biggest hustle play ever, right? So much so that Miles Garrett tweeted out that he wants to see Tyree Kill and DK Metcalf race in a 100-yard dash, which I would pay to see, right? Yeah. Um, but going back to yesterday's <laughs> game, I, I knew they weren't going to win. I'm sorry. I, I knew they were going to go 16-0. Had, should they have won that game? Yes. It was uncharacteristic of Russell Wilson to throw an interception in the clutch? Yes. But does that take him out of the MVP lead? Absolutely not, because he still has to do so much more to put his team in a position to win. If he doesn't play perfect, right, or play that – almost perfect level, the Seahawks have no chance of winning, right? He now also, stupid play by David, stupid penalty by David Moore, right? On that second play right before the interception where DK actually ran the ball to the end zone. And um, it was, I think it was a block in the back or holding, hold, I think it was holding, holding. Yeah, yeah. It was a holding, holding penalty, yeah. yeah. And that negated that, that touchdown, right? Um, after Arizona's kicker choked and missed the field goal, right? Um, <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, shout out. He's on my one of my fantasy teams. He fucking cost me that. Anyway, but that's besides the <laughs> point. Yeah. I think that I definitely think that Seattle, um, like it's the that division's too good, man. Like you're bound to lose a game in that division, bro. Like the next they play the 49ers. If I could see them losing to the 49ers next week, 49ers are really good yesterday with a rushing attack, right? Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, no, I do not think Russell Wilson has negate lost his lead in the MVP vote because he has to play so well. Right for his team to be in that position, and they're five and one. They're top of the division. They're top of the conference, right? So, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think it's a one-game thing. They still had a chance to win. They didn't get blown out, right? Next week, Jamal Adams is coming back, and they need Jamal Adams badly. You can see how they don't have that playmaker that Jamal Adams can rush off the edge, drop in coverage, stuff like that. They need him, right? And they're yeah. gonna get him back. They lost Shaquille Griffin, their top cornerback during the game as well, right? So, I mean. It's, it was bound to happen. It's a one-off thing. They're going to lose a couple of games this year. Um, so just, you know, pick up, move on, learn from your mistakes, and let's go to the next game against San Fran. I was just playing devil's advocate there just because, I mean, obviously I feel like Russell is by far the leading candidate for the MVP mm-hmm. because, like you said, he has to do so much for that team. A lot of people don't realize if Russell Wilson wasn't playing quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, I don't even think they're – they're probably on the bottom. They're probably like my Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm assuming here. Just yeah, they because... might. They probably might be worse than the Cowboys actually because they won't have. They they rely on him so much to make plays. Right. It's basically like okay, rushing attacks are going. Russ, save us, make a play. Just yeah. go do something. Right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's a one-off thing. I'm not really too worried about it. I still think they're probably going to be there with Tampa at the end of the season. Now Tampa's looking really good. Um. Maybe we'll see what happens in Chicago. I think Chicago's a bit of a pretender. Green Bay is going to be there. Um, we'll see. Arizona really impressed me yesterday, man. Like the way like they have, just the way Kyler Murray plays, bro. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with our favorite young quarterbacks, bro. I think Kyler Murray, man, like he proved that he's got the touch for the throws. He can run. He can evade yeah. pressure, bro. Like and like you said before, bro, he plays with that swag and that confidence yeah. where he's not afraid of the moment, right? He's not scared that he's going up against Russell Wilson. He knows that he's just as good. And he can yep. go up with against Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, he has. He doesn't. He he doesn't have that in where he like backs down. He looks at Russell as somebody that's like superior than him. He's like, I'm better than Russell Wilson. Where I'm at, yeah. at that level, that's something I respect. And that's something that like people, people and athletes need, bro. You need that confidence in whatever you do to know that hey, I'm the best at what I do, and this is how I do it, right? And you need that confidence, right? Yeah. Uh, quickly on the Arizona Cardinals side, besides the amazing. Kyler Murray that they have is uh, Buda Baker. What do you think? Oh my God, bro. That guy reminds me a little bit of his instincts for the ball is like Ed Reed. He reminds me just a little bit of Ed Reed. See, okay. So I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. When I, I knew Buda Baker was a decent player, but when he got that contract in the offseason, made him the highest paid safety in the league. I'm like, why the hell would you pay him that much? Like, what has he done? I right? thought the same thing. Exactly. The I same. thought well, that's way too much money for Buda Baker. Now I saw how I saw, I actually watched how he played. Dude, he's all over the field, bro. Yeah. He's everywhere, right? He's touch, He's like, he's kind of like what Jamal Adams does for the Seahawks, right? He's yeah. everywhere from whether he's back in coverage or he's rushing the passer, uh, dropping, run stopping. Right? He does everything, yeah. bro. Like that. Yeah. Th- that's 
and I was okay. You know what? I see. It. I see it now. I see that this why this guy is getting got all that money because bro, he he does all that stuff, right? Yeah. So definitely, you know, Buddha Baker did open my eyes. Now, other than that, the Cardinals defense is pretty bad. But other than him, Patrick Peterson, <laughs> Peterson they're, yeah. they're not very good, bro. <laughs> um, but like, I was very impressed with Buddha Baker. I will yeah. admit that. For some reason, the Arizona Cardinals always have like an elite secondary. For some reason, uh, from yeah, Adrian yeah, Wilson, bro. if you remember, way Adrian back in the day was an amazing Celsius. Yeah. Then they had Tyron Matthew, who they drafted. They had Tyron Matthew and then Patrick. Now they Peterson got Buda Baker. And they Look got Buda Baker, team. right? So, I mean, I think now they lost Chandler Jones this year, who's like a stud pass rusher, bro. Whenever, yeah, a stud as, a Seattle, rusher, yeah. as a Seattle fan, every time we play against Arizona, you know Chandler Jones is going to get a sack on Russell Wilson. You know that's going to happen. Right, it's yeah. just guarantee death taxes, and Chandler Jones is gonna get a sack against the Seahawks. Like that's <laughs> that's that's how elite he is, bro. But um, like I said, the Arizona is definitely gonna be there because they have such an explosive offense, bro. Kenyon Drake, yeah. Kenyon Drake played really well. Chase Edmonds is a good running. They have a good two solid running backs. They have DeAndre Hopkins, who is let's face it, either one A or one B, and the best wide receiver in the game, in the NFL. Right, they have Larry Fitzgerald, who makes timely catches. Right, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald is still playing at a, a really high level. When I, think, you, when I think of the Arizona Cardinals, the only thought that ever comes to my mind is Larry Fitzgerald. Dude, same thing. Like, whenever I think – no, not so much now with Kyle Murray, but when you think about Arizona Cardinals, you think about Larry Fitzgerald, bro. Like, the way that man has played with that franchise for his whole career, and he's been so dominant, bro. Think of all the quarterbacks he's had, right? Yeah. Do you remember when they had Kurt Warner? Yeah. Kurt Warner, Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, right? That was a squad, bro. And they should have won yeah. that Super Bowl against the Steelers, right? Yeah. Um, but Larry Fitzgerald, bro, he's top, I, in my opinion, top three receiver of all time. Oh, Jerry really? Rice, oh, Jerry yeah. Rice, Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, bro. I would have to disagree. I, think he's better. I, think I he's feel better like you're than, talking with more passion right now than you are with the numbers. And I think, I think Larry Fitzgerald is a better wide receiver than Terrell Owens. Hmm. That is tough, too. I uh, would put Larry Fitz, I would take Larry Fitzgerald. Over Terrell. Over Terrell. Not Randy Moss or Jerry Ross or Jerry Rice, but Jerry Rice. I'll take Larry Fitzgerald over um over uh, Terrell. Owen you would also or... take him over Megatron. Depends on the situation with Megatron. See the middle <laughs> Megatron. Is this... Let's just do a hypothetical here. Then I'm going to give you a question. You got one game, right? Or you have a season. For the game, I might take Fitz over T.O. I know there's a lot of Terrell Owens fans. I started watching football. A lot of Terrell Owens haters, bro. You got to get your popcorn ready. But I get it. Fitz, I might take for a game just because I know what I'm going to get out of Larry Fitzgerald. Class class act. Always. And he understands everything. T.O., you don't know if he could be a diva one game and stuff like that. But Yeah, I mean, like, the thing with Terrell Owens is you can't, like, I know people shit on him and stuff like that for like his antics and stuff. But remember, this guy played on one leg in the Super Bowl and balled yeah. out in the Super Bowl. Bro. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he, I remember he's like, he's like, I'm on half a leg and they can't even stop me, right? Yeah. Like, Terrell Owens is a beast, bro. And he did not deserve all the slander he gets, right? But he still hasn't made the Hall of Fame, right? No, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He, he? he did, notoriously didn't do his Hall of Fame speech at the Hall of Fame. He did it yeah. separately because he wanted to make a point. He had to but wait like, like four or five years for it, though. He had to wait, bro. He got mad because he thought, he's like, why is Randy Moss the first yeah. ballot Hall of Fame, but I'm not me? When Randy Moss had just was apparently quit on teams too, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's tough, bro. Like, I, I think that Larry Fitzgerald, you just saw like how he evolved, bro. Like, he like went from like a true wideout, then he dominated in the slot, right? And he's just a leader, bro. Like Larry Fitzgerald has probably the one, probably the best hands ever in NFL history. Right? No like, question. He catches no everything, question. right? Yeah. He has, I think he has more tackles than he has drops yeah. in his career. That is something that is like a stat that's like a, one of those mind blowing stats, right? That's when you know like, you've played with too many quarterbacks that have been bad. That's absolutely, bro. <laughs> and like you think about, it, like other than Kurt Warner and now Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, he had Carson Palmer Carson, who had yeah. a. Some, he had some good years, right? But other than that, but who's he really had? Not really right? anyone. So, I, and I mean, like, for him to stay loyal to that Arizona fan, uh, franchise is something that's, you know, you're not going to see very often, especially in the era that he played in, where in this era, there's been known for the diva wide receivers, bro. You have, like, guys like T.O., Ocho Cinco, Randy Moss, some would say Odell Beckham, right? Now, Michael Thomas looks like he's the new diva of the NFL with all his problems he's getting into. Antonio Brown, right? So, I mean, welcome with back. Fitz, man, like, like, welcome back. We'll talk on that in a second. <laughs> but Antonio Brown, 
But yeah, dude, like Fitz, give me Fitz, bro, because he gives me consistency, man. Like cons- mm. Fitz, I know what I'm gonna get. Right? Fitz I know what I'm gonna get Fitz. Fitz. Yes, sir. Uh, and by the way, that, that one of the plays I'll always remember, like one of the like, was when Fitz caught the ball in the Super Bowl. And he's running to get the end zone. He's looking up at the jumbotron the whole time to see if the guy's catching him. One of yeah. my favorites. That, that I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. That was probably one of my favorite Super Bowl games ever to watch because it was back and forth. It came up to the last play where Santonio yeah. Holmes Sonia caught Holmes. the ball in the end yeah, zone. Yeah. That was Santonio Holmes, man. Yeah, bro. Only like, the OGs know who Santonio Holmes yeah, was. Yeah, man. Before there was yeah, an eight. The only real football fans will know who oh, yeah. Santonio Holmes is. Um, yeah. But yeah, bro, like, give me fits. Give me fits. But yeah, let's go talk about another high-profile wide receiver. <laughs> yes. Mr. Antonio Brown is back in the NFL once again. And he's reunited with his boy, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, after Bruce Arian said that he did not want Antonio AB, Brown in the offseason. He would not be a good fit. <laughs> he would not be a good fit. Now AB is now a good fit after the team is now 4-1 and one in their last five games and their offense is on fire and now they're going to add Antonio Brown into the mix. How is Antonio Brown going to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their explosive offense? So everybody that has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Before I get to the, the uh, on-the-field stuff, I just want to quickly say... Uh, Anybody that has any Bucks receivers on a fantasy team, you just got, you got screwed over even harder because I have Mike Evans on my team and he only gets 12% of the shares with the current receiving core. Now they add Antonio Brown. I'm like, I might have to trade Mike Evans just because that the team right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is stacked on the offensive end. It's, Loaded it's, up, you know, it's like, you still, like, now, Gronk's getting hot again, bro. Gronk's yeah, he is. how to play football again. Yeah. This team low-key reminds me of Tom Brady when he had weapons in 2007 when they had that undefeated season. Obviously, Tom Brady's not the same player, but they had Dante Stallworth. They Randy had Moss. Wells Walker, Randy Moss. Did Mike Vrabel? I remember Mike Vrabel caught a touchdown Vrabel, in that season. <laughs> something like that, yeah. They, yeah. Had, they had running backs too, bro. Like, yeah, that team um, was insane. They broke every record. They broke every feel- record. And I, I think uh, A.B. and Tom Brady played, like, one game last year before A.B. One game was released. A.B. Oh. got, like, four passes. And he really just TD. walked onto the field after one week, of, not even a week of practice. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, he didn't even know half the plays, and he had a TD. Yeah. Uh, somebody was telling me that, um, I think I was watching another show, that uh, A.B. actually has numbers to be, like, a top five receiver of all time. Yeah, dude, if you look at A.B.'s production, bro, and, like, the way you look compared to other wide receivers, AB definitely is in that upper echelon of like top five production wide receivers of all time. It's, right? It's really hard you look for at me his to numbers, believe that. You look at his numbers in Pittsburgh, bro, off the charts, his numbers, bro, off the charts, bro. And like, I'll let you finish up with this, but like, if you look, just look at his stats at Pittsburgh, bro. Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable stats. Like he's up yeah, like there for, with like Jerry Rice, Terrell yeah. Owens. Like for me, like I'm not a stats guy. Like I love, like obviously stats mean a lot for certain people. I'm, I'm more of the eye test guy. So like Same. when I see you on the field, like, I don't care if you've had 100 touchdowns. What well, if you don't do something for a certain game? It's like, okay, like, does that, those, do those numbers really matter if you don't really perform? That's just my uh, I, I Exactly. I think you're right. Like, you could, like, numbers mean something, right? But they don't mean everything, right? Like, yeah. you look at, like, especially in sports now, like, sports is, like, so analytics-driven now, right? Like, analytics, 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 which analytics are great. Like, they tell you a good story, right? They, I think they kind of, like, they weed out players that are that are people think are really highly rated, but they're over. They're technically overrated, right? If you yeah. look at a guy like baseball, it's very true, or hockey or football. Now you look at the analytics. Now it's trying to weed out players that are maybe not getting an extra shine they shouldn't get, or maybe that some players are more deserving of shine that they don't get, right? But yeah. what it comes down to is this, sports is sports, bro. You roll the ball out on the field, and you could tell right away that hey, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy kind yeah. of a baller. This guy yeah. balls out, right? Yeah. No matter what the numbers say, and AB is that guy, bro. Yeah. AB is that guy where no matter what, you put the ball in the field of play and you know AB is going to catch the ball, Yeah. right? Now, and off quick, the field and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it's totally, totally, that's the diva number one for the, like the last three years has been Antonio Brown. But quickly, just to get on the field, because that's what we want to discuss here is, okay, so one thing I've always noticed about Tom Brady, he always loves to have a receiver that is small. There's something about Tom Brady and having small receivers that – the other team always has a hard time stopping because back in the day, he had Wells Walker. Wells Walker and Tom Brady had one of the best connections. I remember the NFL top 100 players of 2011. This is how far back I'm going to go. Darrell Rivas at the time was considered the best corner in the game. And he remembered, he's like, 
the hardest receiver he had to guard that year was Wells Walker because he had to go and play in the slot. And he's like, Tom would be throwing it so low that I wouldn't even think I would have to reach out and knock it up. But Wes Walker is catching it. He's like, same thing with Julian Edelman. Ju- yeah, I was going to go next. Julian Edelman. If you look at the Super Bowls that the Patriots won and the playoff runs they had, a lot of people would be like, Tom Brady was great. But what made Tom Brady great was Julian Edelman. People hate Julian Edelman just because I don't know why. I don't know I why. Mean, they I hate him. him. Yeah, but Julian Edelman is so clutch. It's insane on that guy. He's won. Yeah. He won them, uh, those Super Bowls. And now we I got don't know if he wa- I don't know if he won it for them, but like he was definitely a big part, right? So yeah, like, because Brady, again... He- I was gonna say again, like the hardest thing for uh, a CB, in my opinion, even when I've played this position, I can match up with someone that's relatively my size or someone that's mm-hmm. bigger, right? But if I'm matching up against somebody that's smaller and I have to play in the slot, it's way harder to guy that guy because you underestimate the quickness. Exactly, and here's the thing and- with the slot: if they throw AB in the slot, right, and they move, for example, your best cornerback against AB, yeah, who does that leave open? Godwin. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. Right? So, I mean, like, it's a, mitzma- it's a mismatch, right? And the thing, like, going back to what you're talking about, the shorter receivers, because, like you said, Brady throws the ball so low. Yeah. The, when you get position on inside the slot, because it's such a confined space in the slot, yeah. it's not like you're out wide where you have tons of room to make moves. It's mm. tight, bro. You got to have crisp routes, right? Yeah. And, yeah, when, crisp, yeah. and when Brady can throw those low passes right on AB's hands down here, and he can and AB's, AB can turn it up and go upfield just like the best of them, right? Yeah. That's going to be a mismatch, bro. You can catch teams like that napping all the time, right? And yeah. But the biggest thing, bro, like I know you want to talk about on the field. I think Brady and him on the field is a great fit. They clearly have a good rep- reputation because this, for me, clearly this whole AB signing is a Tom Brady thing. Tom Brady pushed for 100%. 100% yeah, he pushed for. Definitely, because yeah. Tom, Bruce Arians did not want him. And Bruce Arians is not the type of guy to seems like to me that would change his mind like that unless tom brady went to him and said look you give me a b right um so i think if a b stays on the straight and if he truly has changed and he doesn't bitch and moan because in pittsburgh uh, the last couple years he was complaining because who's getting a lot of passes juju right juju he was stealing a lot of his, his a lot of his catches right and he was getting upset about that because he wanted to be targeted 15 times a game I was 10 receptions, his buck 20 yards, his touchdown, right? He wanted that. He needed that more than a win, right? Yeah. Now, if AB has truly changed and his mindset has changed and he really is about just winning, think about it like this. This man threw away all that guaranteed money the Oakland Raiders gave, sorry, not the Las Vegas Raiders gave to him over a helmet. Yeah, that yeah, diva. Over, over a helmet, right? No, I'm not talking about AKL, but a helmet. He didn't yeah. want to change his helmet, right? And he threw away all that money over a helmet. Then he got into legal trouble and stuff like that with New England. They just got, got rid of him, right? AB needs to stay on the straight Otherwise, this is his last chance, bro. If he, does, if he messes up again with Tom Brady and people realize this guy had two chances with Tom Brady and he's fucked up on both of them, he's done, bro. He's done. Yeah, right? definitely. No matter what his talent is, now for me, right? I know the Seahawks were interested in stuff like that and I was a clear advocate of do not touch this guy. Do not go near him. You don't need him. Right. And I was quite happy that he was talking on the Seahawks because you don't need him, bro. Like now, if it's a huge what if, because we don't know if he's changed or not or anything like that. Right. So I have an amazing question for you right here. I need you to ask ask me your question. Okay. AB comes into the Seattle locker room. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's a better leader in the NFL than Russell Wilson. I feel like if AB had gone to the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson being the nice guy and understanding guy that he is, I think he would have actually been better in Seattle than he is actually on Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady still has a bit of an ego. You've seen it on the field where Tom Brady's like yelling He's at his cost teammates. Stuff like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, Russell sure. doesn't do that. Russell, in my opinion, is the greatest leader that I've seen on a field. He is. As a quarterback, Russell Wilson has unbelievable. He's a true, like, exactly a true leader. But, bro, Tom Brady, bro. Like, I love me some Russell Wilson, but, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady, bro. Like, um, so we'll, I mean, like I said, we'll see. I don't think, I don't think Tampa, I don't think Tampa is going to make it to the Super Bowl. I, I think they are. I honestly think Tampa. I don't it. think they are because I think I look at their secondary bro. And I look, yeah, they have guys like Devin white and they have a good, good up front up, but their secondary is eh, so, so right. Yeah. Now, 
their offense is all clicking right now on all cylinders, bro. All cylinders. But what else if they don't get a home playoff day and they got to go to a cold, cold, cold place, bro? <laughs> but I'm, I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that think? uh, Tom Brady for the last couple of years, haven't, have, they haven't excelled in the offensive end for a while. Like Tom Brady really, really didn't have any New weapons. New England's defense England. carried them the last couple of years. New England's defense carried them. Yeah. Now Tom Brady playing the quarterback position and having the weapons he has, I think that can make up for the lack of defense or the uh, secondary. Because I think their defense is getting better. Every single game, their defense gets better. Secondary mm-hmm. is like what you said. is kind of the like question. But again, I think Tom Brady's greatness and him, him having the weapons that he has, I think that will overcome their defensive woes. Uh, Six Super Bowls, uh, and he's proven it to me. When he has an elite offense, it's, it's done to me. You make times. a valid only, case. You make the a only, The case. only point you can make is that Tom Brady doesn't have – it's not the same Tom Brady from the last, like, five, six years, which is valid. But he's got better weapons than Yeah, he has better weapons. I just – I don't this know. How, man. Like, I, I look just, at I look at this team kind of like remember the um, Broncos when they signed uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. The first year they were like whoa, like the, he just dropped like seven touchdowns in the first game, and then they just got smoked by the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Yes. And then he came back the next year, and then Peyton Manning wasn't really that great, right? But their defense carried him. But they like had the dude, they had they, they had a de- a defense of all defenses that was that insane. Denver yeah. That's but, not this Tampa Bay defense. That Tampa Bay defense is not. Um, it, it's not a Denver Denver Broncos defense as a Vaughn Miller and a yep, Keep Tlaib yeah. and all those guys like that, right? My my point, what I was gonna say is that Tom Brady is not Peyton Manning. When I watched that season, he's better. Peyton Manning struggled to throw the ball like 15 yards. It was insane. Like that Super Bowl that the Panthers actually lost was the Broncos defense was insane. Like Vaughn Miller won MVP. You see that pass Tom Brady threw to Scotty Miller yesterday? My yeah. red in the fucking bread basket. Like, like Tom great. Brady still has it. There's a reason he has six Super Bowls and is considered the GOAT. I believe in Tom Brady. I will never bet against Tom Brady ever when he has weapons. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't – I can't see Brady and the Bucks winning this year just because I don't think – they have the camaraderie yet. I don't think they have the camaraderie yet to win it all. I don't think I just I just I just can't see it, bro. I can't like well, I think if you're thinking like that, they don't have that. But like if you think about it, the Broncos of their first year went to the Super Bowl. It was the same thing. It just defense was better. No, it wasn't the first year, the second year, because Baltimore made it the first year. They didn't make it the first year? No, but first Peyton Manning's first year, it was uh Baltimore. Oh yeah, they lost against the Baltimore. That was Ray Lewis. They lost to Baltimore. That's when the Ravens Jacoby, won the Super Bowl. Jacoby Jones, that uh, was Jacoby Jones, yeah, yeah. Jacoby the, Jones yeah. should have won MVP that year. Yeah, he, he won Super Bowl MVP, didn't he? Or am I bugging? No, Joe Flacco won MVP, I think. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Flacco won MVP. I think he did. I remember Flacco got a big contract after that Super Bowl. I forget. Yeah. If who who won it, but I'm pretty sure that it was Flacco. I think it was. Um, Anyways, we're like digressing. Way anyway, but well, that's yeah. beside the point. But anyway, yeah, let's yeah. But go I, back I, I right now think the Patriots are Super Bowl. I mean, not Patriots. The Bucks. The Patriots are not Super Bowl contenders. After what Cam got benched. Oh my god, no, bro. Ugh, not good for the Patriots. But <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, AB is he going to make a big difference? Yes. Yes. If he stays on the straight now, if he doesn't, this team blows up and it's all goes down to it goes down to the shits from there. I think. Yeah, you're right. This either goes at the uh, what it either goes really good or it goes really bad. This is how you know that Tom Brady just belongs on the Patriots when you're yeah. the Patriots. Buccaneers. Like, the Buccaneers go. are either get going one level higher or they're going like five steps below where they it's it's like where with AB. It's either AB fits in like a glove. Or Godwin Evans and everybody just starts hating on him so yeah. much in the locker room. Goes to shits like Bruce Arians said. Either you fit, you fit in like a team fit, or you're gone, yeah. right? And that's the mentality you need to set with AB. Like, look, if you fuck up, we're going to send you. We have no problem in getting rid of you, right? Yeah. You're not Antonio Brown from a couple of years ago. You're a guy in your last legs that you need to come to us to prove that you can deserve another shot in the NFL, right? Okay. So Your bold prediction, how does AB work out? AB, I think he fits in. Fits in, but I think at the end of the year, he starts, Pro Bowl level, or this is like no, 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 not Pro Bowl. He's gonna get like a couple targets, like say, like five targets a game, average fifty to seventy yards, yeah. fifty to seventy yards a game. I think that's not bad. Right? I think I think 
it's going to be by committee now in Tampa. There's not going to be, like you said, he's not going to force it to Evans. He's not going to force it to Godwin. He's going to spread it out to everybody because he's got so many, yeah. so many options now, right? So, I mean, yes, the Patriots will... Now you got me saying Patriots. <laughs> yeah. The Bucks, the Bucks will definitely be. I think the Bucks are going to win the division. I thought yeah. the Saints were going to win that division. I think it's clear the Bucks are going to win that division now. Um, but we'll see what happens in the playoffs, man. If you have to face Seattle, you have to face Green Bay, you have to face I don't know the, the, the Cardinals. Anybody Green Bay in the looked NFC. nice too this week. Green Bay looked again nice, but they're playing Houston though. That's true. Houston. Houston I, somebody brought up a point. Like, I feel so bad for Houston because they've had one of the hardest schedules right off the rip. They like, did, bro. It's insane. It's Kansas like the- City, Baltimore, <laughs> Green Bay. Who else did they play? They played, I uh, can't remember. They played, uh, they played the Titans. Titans. <laughs> poor, tit- uh, poor Texans, man. I love my boy right? Deshaun. But- I know. Like, we feel bad for Deshaun, but hopefully they get it in order. But like I said, yeah. like, we'll see what happens in Tampa. Tampa is definitely... Uh, the sexy team now that everybody's gonna hop on the bandwagon for it. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for everybody in the playoff time. Oh yeah, man, Brady, A Brady, A B, bro. I've been a Bucks fan. Like, shut up, man. You were a Patriots fan last year. Now you're a fucking Bucks no fan. One's gonna, no mouth. one's gonna be more happier than Skip Bayless, low key though. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Whatever, we'll skip it. But yeah, anyway, man. Like, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Bucks, but. Let's cut the NFL talk there. Let's talk about everybody who seems to love basketball as their favorite sport. Yep. Let's talk about basketball. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, we do have a question from one of our lovely loyal fans. And he asked us the question, which LeBron championship team is better? Now, we did talk about this a couple weeks ago, but we will get more into depth about it right now. Which LeBron-led championship team would win in a seven-game series? This 2020 Los Angeles Lakers team or the 2016 team that came back from 3-1 against the best regular season team of all time, Golden State Warriors. Uh, the Warriors. stimulus package that LeBron James got when Dermot Green got suspended. Uh, we won't mention that, though. But uh, Okay, anyways, I think that uh, the 2020 Lakers would win in a seven-game series. This is going seven, in my opinion. Going seven games? Yep. Uh, yes, the Cavaliers have a young Kyrie Irving who, again, just hit probably one of the biggest shots in that game seven. And they have a LeBron James that was fueled that year of having this who's the best player in the league because Steph Curry at the time won unanimously. Taking all the shine. He was taking everything and it bothered. We got news that in LeBron's circle, they were kind of like pissed. I like, why is Steph getting all this credit when I am the king? But Again, I just look, it comes down to this. Like, yeah, that team had more depth and they were a bit more physical, but they were also a bit older. But the Lakers 2020 team has, people just forget, like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, just we just witnessed him just go bonkers. I mean, this is... Top six Anthony player Davis, in the league. 25, and he still hasn't figured out who he is completely yet. And this is what he did. So I'm taking, and they have a better coach, and they're better defensively, and they had Dwight Howard, and they had Rondo. So I'm taking that team. By the way, Shaq fucking ripped it apart, ripped Dwight Howard a new one. They, they, him, that beef has been going on. Did you for did so you see long. what did you see what Shaq said about uh, Dwight? It's like you didn't something to do. With he's you like he's like it? he's like don't be posting photos and all this stuff about it. Take your one photo. You didn't do anything to deserve the title. Shut your mouth. Take your one photo and just be done with it. Right? Shaq is completely wrong because in the Nuggets series, Dwight Howard was the biggest impact for that series. I do agree with him in one aspect where role players should know their role and don't act like you are. I didn't go part. I get it. We're part of the social media thing. Like we talked about Kyle Kuzma. I get it with Dwight. He went through a lot of stuff off on court, off the court. Right. Funny story about Dwight. I'm listening to Jared Dudley on one of the podcasts and he's like, they're like, Oh, how was Dwight? Cause he was willing to come on the minimum contract or whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're like, yeah, Dwight's like a good guy. He's like a very like childish though. They're like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, during one of the games, like Dwight was like, well, you guys want to go to six flags? I want to go to Six Flags and go on rides. See, and that's what people clown Dwight for for so many years. But when he was the leader of Orlando, like, yo, this guy's too childish. He doesn't take it seriously enough, right? Um, but at the, I mean, at this year, like, we learned, like, Dwight learned. And I, at the end of the day, like, if you still want to be that is, like, I like Dwight Howard, like, his personality. Like, it's very, like, yeah, jolly it, guy. Yeah, it, if I think Dwight Howard is not comfortable in his own skin where he knows that he can be himself, right? Yeah. He's just being himself, yeah. right? Now Shaq on his is always going to be himself too, where he's going to be hating on Dwight Howard from yeah. when 
way back when Dwight Howard took the whole Superman thing and yeah. stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, going back to, okay, forget Dwight Howard, <laughs> but going back to your question, I disagree with you. I disagree with you completely. The Cavs 2016 team, the Cavs 2016 team wins in six games. Wow, six games. Six games. You know why? Why? Number one, they have a better version of LeBron James. Okay. In my opinion. You make your points and then we'll just like debate it after. Yeah. Okay. LeBron James in that 2016 playoff run, (laughs) force of nature, dude. Absolute force of nature. I, The way he played in that final series, bro, just mind-blowing. Right now, LeBron... Yes, he's lost some athleticism now. He's not as athletic as he was before, but he is also smarter. Yeah. Right, I will give him that. He has much more controls the game a little bit different than he did. You've seen yeah. high-flying LeBron to more reserve, more 360 game, more polished to now more of a game manager slash point guard leader type now, right? Yeah. But give me 2016 LeBron, man. To win, to win me, win me the title, bro. So right now you said that the 2016 LeBron is better than the 2020 LeBron. Yes, 2016 okay. LeBron is better than 2020 okay. LeBron. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next point. Also, next point. They have the real J.R. Smith, bro. <laughs> yeah, valid, valid. Yeah. I'm not even that. You can't even say that that's a joke or anything like that. Yeah. J.R. Smith, when those Cavs teams were, he was an integral part. He was. He was a very good lockdown defender on the wing, yeah. and he hit big threes. He did. Like yes, he, he did. got when he got hot, bro. Jr. was hitting them, hitting just them. Ask, right? Just ask the Atlanta Hawks that. Yep. Ask the Atlanta Hawks, bro. Yeah. It lasted them during those series, right? Like Jr. Smith was Jr. Smith for those Cavs teams, right? You had Amon Shumpert, right? Yep. You had very good defender. Del, you had Delvadova, who was a pest, bro. Pest. Patrick people Beverly. Forget, people Pat forget, bro. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yeah, yeah, Kevin Love. Kevin, Kevin was Kevin Love like horrible in the playoffs? He was good. He was good, right? He was serviceable. He was, very, he, he was right? good. Yep. He was good. I didn't say he was great. I said he was yeah, good. He was good, yeah. right? But then you also, who else do you have? You have Kyrie Irving. You have Kyrie and Irving. We've talked about Kyrie Irving ad nauseum, bro. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is not scared of the big moments, bro. Kyrie Irving not. took the big shot. Kyrie yep. Irving is a problem. Yeah. Right. You look at the matchups you set up. Okay, so say this. 2020 LeBron, 2016 LeBron, they wipe each other out. They wipe each other okay? out, yeah. Wipe each other out. Yeah. Just erase LeBron from the other thing. Right. Do you have who's going to guard AD? Who's going to guard AD? Tristan Thompson. I'll throw, Mos- I'll throw Tristan Thompson and uh, Adam. Tristan Thompson yeah. is just going to be uh, just going to be a, a nuisance, right? Yeah. He, he's not gonna, you're not going to stop AD. You're yeah. not going to stop AD, yeah. right? AD's going to get his, yeah. right? But Tristan Thompson will make him work for those points. Tire him out, yeah. right? But then Kyrie, bro, who's gonna guard Kyrie Irving? I feel like you have multiple players that could guard Kyrie Irving on that team. I think you Very got. Cool. You got. Okay, Casey, no, here's the thing. Is, you are we Casey. counting? Are, are we gonna put Avery Bradley in this? Yes, we are. What? What? Like? Okay. But he's still on that. I'm just team. asking. I'm just asking the question because Avery Bradley didn't play the bubble, right? Yeah, but he played on the team. We're talking team. Are we talking only championships? Like the only players that played on the championship team? Then Avery Bradley actually is a big vital point in this discussion. That he's a huge point. That's why I'm bringing him up because, like, if Avery Bradley's in it, then that kind of changes things because Avery Bradley's a really good on-ball defender. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll just leave Avery Bradley. Well, still okay. Gets for the sake of argument, we'll take Avery Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Out, right. Yeah. For me, I think like the way Kyrie and LeBron meshed like that, bro, and the way yeah. Ty. People don't forget, bro. Ty Lue was a good coach. Right. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Took over. He's not a bad. He's not a bad coach, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, yes. Um, I, I, dude, I just think that Cleveland team would take them, bro. I think that Cleveland team would figure out, I think. You said like, six. That's actually very surprising. I think it's six, six. Okay, six, seven games is a close series anyway, right? But yeah, I just think, seven. like, who's going to stop Kyrie Irving, bro? Nobody's going to stop Kyrie Irving, right? Nobody can and stop I, Kyrie Irving, but you can make Kyrie Irving work. And if okay. I'm the 20, yeah, okay, go. My last point, my last point. So we did the rankings of top players, right? Top five players, right? Yeah. Three of them would be on the Cavs. Two of them would be on the Lakers. Who are the three on the Cavs? LeBron. Kyrie. Kyrie. Kevin Love. Yo. Kevin Love is better than anybody. Any, the third <laughs> oh option on the, on the Lakers. And you cannot deny that. Okay. And then Lakers, they got AD and LeBron, you're saying? I'll take, I'll take J.R. Smith 2016 over KCP or uh, fucking Caruso. Okay. Oh, you're losing on that one. Okay. Um, okay. Here's my point again. 
the, this Lakers team, uh, what I feel like people very underestimated of this team is their team chemistry was insane this year. They did so much together, and you could tell on the court where like people were cheering, this and that. And for some reason, Markeith Morris in the NBA Finals this year was like the sixth man for the Lakers. Right? This guy knocked on timely threes after timely threes. And I'm not even include him. We'll just leave Markeith Mar- on the bench for a little bit. He just did his Don't work. forget about Mozgov, bro. Don't forget about Timothy Mozgov. I, I mean, you can have Timothy Mozgov. I really. He was a problem, bro. He was a problem. He... Yeah, but this Lakers team has Dwight Howard. Who's going to win 1v1 if they're the scrappiness? <laughs> Dwight Howard's winning those antics battles. I don't know, uh, dude. Timothy Mozgov. Don't sleep on him. And thing that LeBron has always struggled against, this is the point I'm going to make to you, is when there's a rim defender, LeBron has always struggled against rim defenders. And this Lakers team have rim defenders. If you think about it, if you go back to that series, uh, our boy Boogie got injured and LeBron had a free lane to the rims. Who was their center at the marquee space? Are we, are you, no like, space, are, yeah, are we was. really, uh, shout out to the guy, that guy, did, did you see what he tweeted? Yeah, he did, he tweeted the, the thing about, uh, when the, do we start cheering for a three ring, or yeah, four yeah, rings, or something yeah, like then that? Then he deleted yeah. it, then he deleted that tweet. Yeah. Shout I, out I don't even know why you delete it, just keep, it's your opinion, yeah, bro, just yeah. keep it out there, right? Like, yeah, that, that's kind of, that's kind of funny to me. But anyways, yeah, so I think, like, LeBron really struggled against defender, uh, taller big men in the, uh, paint, and you have AD, you have Dwight Howard. And then you could throw JaVel McGee in there. And I just felt, feel like that Lakers and Rondo. Rondo is like my key point right here. Rondo has, he slows on the tempo. If the Lakers were ever in like, uh, just in fits in the, the series, Rondo gets like, hey, boys, 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 come over here. Come over here. This is what we're going to do. This is what Bro, we're going to do. They beat the best team in history. That, okay. But Draymond Green got suspended they beat in that game. The, Draymond Green got suspended, what, one game? Yes, and he did. And if, if Draymond plays in game five, Ugh. everybody in this world knows that that series was over. And you know, Steve LeBron and Kyrie dropped 41 each that game. Because, yeah, again, because Draymond, if Draymond plays that game, I'm telling you, that's a different series. But then again, I'm not going to take anything away from Kyrie. Because but LeBron wore the Undertaker, had the yeah, shades on, the Undertaker 100%. shirt. Right. Where, 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 where the Warriors fucked up that series is just when Clay Thompson went on the podium and said that oh, man, LeBron getting his feelings hurt. Or feelings are hurt. And when LeBron answers it, they're like, "Oh, Clay Thompson." He's like, "What did Clay say?" And, he's like, and he they, just giggled. And he uh, just giggled. Uh, and you uh, knew uh, it was over then, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna take the high road I don't, on this like, one, dude. For me, like maybe it's just the fact that I that was still one of the probably the craziest sporting one of the craziest sporting ones of my life. I just, that team, the way it was built, right? The way Kyrie and LeBron had that synergy, bro. The way guys like Tristan Thompson played his role. Kevin Love came with a big stop on defense, right? Yeah. I just think, man, like that team, that team for me is like, they would beat this team simply on the fact of the matter is, I think they had more dogs than the Lakers, dude. They did, but we, this, the, the point this year think, was that the Lakers had no dogs on their team. And guess what? They still won the championship without dogs. Pat Riley, Pat Riley was right. If Bam Adebayo was healthy and oh Goran Dragic was healthy, they would have been in a seven-game oh, yeah. series. Pat Riley, Pat Riley, Loki just salty <laughs> that LeBron left him high and dry. No, but like I mean, like going on a serious note, like I just feel that Kyrie and LeBron as a duo are better than Anthony Davis and LeBron James as a duo. We have heard notoriously this entire year that the best teammate LeBron James has ever had is Anthony Davis. He's the most talented teammate LeBron he's ever oh, had. Dwayne Wade said this publicly too. He's like... What, what, of course Dwayne Wade's going to say it, but Dwayne Wade... Okay, let me tell you this. Anthony Davis at talent level and Dwayne Wade's talent level. Who would you rather have talent level? Anthony Davis. Who, but he also said Anthony that, Davis is the most talented. Anthony Davis is the most talented teammate LeBron's ever had. Yeah. No question. But I feel fit like wise, fit wise, it's Anthony Davis that works with LeBron. Uh, I don't know, man. Like it's very, very. Kyrie was close. pissed at LeBron that he left. But that's Kyrie's mentality, though. But yeah. the way they fit on the court, the way they fit on the court. Yeah. Right? The way they play, the big, little, the small, and big, like that. Here's a question for you. I got a big question for you. Let's just take the 2017 team when Durant went to the Warriors and you substitute Kyrie Irving for Anthony Davis. Is that a better series? 
Do no, the they still losing five. They're still no, they losing don't. Five. I don't think they're losing five. They no lose in five, bro. They're I don't think they're losing five. Dude, yes, bro. Kevin Durant on the Warriors. He's I still just, losing five. That 2017 team is better than the 2016 Cavs team. Yes, because opinion. they had Kyle Korver on that team. Yeah. Right? They had Kyle Korver, yes. Right? But they played against a team that was just unbeatable. Yeah, but right? I, they, I think the question here really comes down to is like, who do you think is a better fit for LeBron? I feel like it's Anthony Davis because LeBron technically plays point guard. And yeah, see, LeBron, he, that was a different That was, like I said, that's a different LeBron, right? Yeah. LeBron then was letting Kyrie take the ball half the time, right? Yeah. He still had those instincts, right? But I just. What it comes down to is this, man. I just think that in the clutch time, right? Yes, Anthony Davis had some clutch moments, right? In this playoffs. I will give him his roses for that. Yeah. But I'll take Kyrie Irving in the clutch over Anthony Davis any day. I would too. Yes, I would. And I just think that for me, I know it's a very simplistic way of thinking, but it's not a big X is an old way of thinking about it. Just by what we talked about earlier, the eye test. Give me Kyrie Irving in the clutch, and he will give me a bucket over Anthony Davis. LeBron is LeBron. But what it comes down to is Kyrie Irving in the clutch or Anthony Davis. Yes, Anthony Davis is a better player, more talented. But when the chips are down and I need a bucket, give me Kyrie Irving, jersey untucked, getting the basket, bro. Like, valid. I, that's, I'm, that's who I'm going with. That's valid. But you also have runner-up defensive player of the year and probably one of the best defenders of all time. Generational talent defensive-wise. That's what people called Anthony Davis. Again, I think we should leave this up to our viewers. You're, thinking, you're taking the 2016 uh, – Cavaliers, which again was a really badass team, but I'm taking the 2020 Lakers just because I feel like they match up really well against the 2016 Cavs. I'm interested in what I'm interested in what people think. I'm interested yeah. in what like the casual people think because I think I think everybody's such a recency bias now that all these people think, oh no, no, it's the Lakers, Anthony Davis, blah blah blah, and they yeah, won't. Yeah. They'll forget. They'll forget how crazy. Like I'm gonna ask you in the last 10 years, what was one of the what was the craziest sporting moment? You have to, if it's not in your top two or three, right? There has to be that 2016 Cavs run. Yeah, yeah obviously. To. Like, I, I love LeBron right? James and that when they won that, that was just like, like what? 31 and, down? And like I, I, like I said earlier, right? Like, this championship does not mean as much as that 2016 championship. LeBron even said, he said once he was, once he beat Golden State that year, he felt that there was, was nothing like, else for him to prove he was the best player of all time. Yeah, that's true. I, but he also I, said that the local, uh, Lakers nation doesn't accept you until you get it done in their uniform, okay, and he got it done. There's a, okay, one thing I want to talk about about Laker nation is this. It's really pissing me off. Okay. okay? Really pissing me off. There's a difference between Laker nation and Laker fans. Yeah, valid. Yeah. Facts, facts, right? Laker Nation are guys, or not guys, guys, girls, people that are truly Lakers fans through and through. From Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Pau Gasol, Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, all those guys. Laker fans are people that were Warriors fans two years ago that are now Laker fans, right? <laughs> yeah. So I want everybody to be very distinct out there. All of you people that say you are Laker fans, do not attach yourself to Laker Nation. You are not a part of Laker Nation. Right? I'm, I'll tell you right now. I am not a part of Laker Nation. I am not I'm a not. Lakers fan, but I am a LeBron fan. So Exactly. But I'm not I am like, a LeBron James fan. I cheer for LeBron James. If he is in the playoffs and he wants to, and he is in the playoffs, I'm going to cheer for LeBron James' team. I will never, ever say I'm a part of Laker Nation because that is something that you have to be from be a part of for a very long time okay. right uh i was gonna quickly say anybody that feels whatever they feel towards this debate here i'm taking the 2020 lakers he's taking the 2016 Cavs. let us know what you feel what do you guys think and now i have a question for you just because we ended on the uh there what makes a fan so think about it this way say i'm a dallas cowboys fan right i've been a dallas cowboys fan for almost like 15 years now I feel like 15 years is enough to be a fan of a team, right? So how yeah. many years do you have to put in until you get that right to be, I am a part of this team now? Because that's what my friends tell me. And somewhat, sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't. Dallas Cowboys have five Super Bowls. And they all won them before I was alive. But I've been a fan for 15 years. So I feel like if 
if you've been a fan for a team for five years and they've won chips for you, you get one of those on your resume. Like, yo, I, it belongs to me now. Like I can say, you know what? Go I agree ahead. with you completely. I agree with you completely. I'm going to go ahead finish what you were going to say yeah. first. Cause I, I don't want to. Okay. So I feel like if you've been a team's fan, like I'm just going to use the Eagles fans because there's a lot of Eagles fans. When Michael Vick came back on the Philadelphia Eagles and everybody jumped on that bandwagon, like, yo, we're Eagles fans. Okay. But like, you got the Super Bowl. Okay, now you take that. But I hate fans that are like, oh, I'm a Patriots fan and you just became one this year and they have all those championships and we have six rings. That really pisses me off. So in your eyes, what makes Facts. a fan in terms of the team's champion prior? What makes a fan is this, bro. You have to go through hardship. Yeah. You have to go through hardship if you want to be a fan for any sports team. I've been a Canucks fan since I can remember. That was the first team I ever Same. like cheerful. bro i cried i cried when the canucks lost in the playoffs i cried when they lost in the 2011 stanley cup finals and i'm not afraid to admit it i cried i bawled my eyes out side note lost. on that one uh, lebron loses the 2011 championship that year i'm so devastated that going into game seven i had no emotion in that game but i felt really sad when they lost when chara went like crazy like this i had taken the two biggest l's in my life at that year it was Right, like Canucks, like Seahawks fan too. I've been a Seahawks fan since. You said the 2005 year when they were. 2005. Since that was the first time I really watched football, started watching it and getting into it. So that whole team: Matt Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander, Alexander, Mike Holmgren was the coach, right? Mike Holmgren, shout out Mike. Mike Holmgren, yes. Andy Reid lookalike. Um, (laughs) and what happened, bro? The Seahawks were good, then they. Tailspin than Marshawn Lynch. Ugliest jerseys of all time. Back Ugly, then. I, ugliest, jerseys. ugliest jerseys. Those freaking teal oh turquoise God. jerseys. Looks I like you find them at Walmart. I had I had a Matt Hasselback jersey like that. Oh, I was like this, I got it for Christmas. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I think I wore it for a year, and then I got yeah. ripped, and I my mom threw it away, and I never wore it ever again. But Seahawks went up. But what happened, bro? They lost in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. And I remember I always get kind of like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan, but. You can't tell I'm a bandwagon fan because the simple fact of the matter is there was no social media when I was younger, right? Yeah. So for me, if you want to be a fan of a team, you have to go through hardship. Yeah. Right? Now, here's the thing that's different now, bro. Like, people, and this is what people always say, oh, why, why can't I be a fan of a player? You can totally be a fan of just a player. Understand, if you are a strictly a LeBron, uh, a LeBron James fan and you follow him, I get it. Own up to it. Say, do not say you're a Lakers fan. Fan, though. Do not say you are a Cavaliers fan. Do not say you are a Heat fan. Say, I am a LeBron James fan. Therefore, I'm cheering for his team, right? Yeah. Do not, that's what I was saying. Like, you have to go through hardship yeah. to be a fan of something truly. Yep, valid. Fan stands for fanatic. So you yeah. are fanatic when they win and you are fanatically yeah. upset when they lose, yeah. right? So that's the biggest differential to me, right? Like, I, for example, some of my friends are diehard soccer fans they love manchester united right i might poke fun at them for being bandwagoners and stuff like that and blah 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 because every brown guy or every every is a manchester united fan right yeah but like what the one thing i will give people credit is if you are a team and you stick with them through thick and thin you are a true fan right people now a lot of days get caught in that recency bias like oh i'm a this fan i'm a this fan i'm a this fan oh i've been a no i'll be honest with you right I'll be a bandwagon fan in baseball. If I'm watching baseball, I'll cheer for the Yankees because I think the Yankees are the coolest team, right? Yeah. Not going to lie, though, when the Jays were doing really good those couple of years, I was cheering for them because I'm like, oh, everybody's on the Jays bandwagon. I'm and I'm Jose Batista for that uh, Jose Batista, Encarnacion, yeah. Justin, all those guys, right? I jumped on the bandwagon, right? But for me, like the two diehard teams that I would cheer for no matter what are the Seahawks and the Canucks. No matter what, I will never stop cheering for them, yeah. right? Same so applies think, to me. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan and I'm a diehard Canucks fan. Canucks is like default because growing you're up, from we didn't, Vancouver, re- right? you didn't really have like any other team to cheer for. So you're like, we're not going to cheer for the BC Lions, Lions or yeah. like the Whitecaps. So no offense to them, right? Yeah. No offense, but like the Canucks are in Vancouver, bro. Yeah. Like I'm here in Toronto now, man. Like you should, like, I know you spent time in Toronto too. Yeah. Like there's so many different, I got the, the, I think it's clear the Maple Leafs are number one in Toronto. But uh, the yeah. Raptors aren't far behind, bro. And there's still yeah. diehard Jays fans here too, right? So, I mean... Yeah. Raptors won a chip, championship in our existence before the Canucks or the... Uh, but, bro, uh, think about this, bro. Like, I think we were all happy when the Raptors won. I think we all jumped on that bandwagon because the Raptors, 
it was they're Canada's team, right? They're yeah. Canada's. They're truly probably the only sports team in all of Canada that is Canada's team. I guess you can say the Blue Jays too. Yeah. But the Raptors are truly the team that really brought all of Canada together, and they won the title, bro. Like that's something that's something that's it's a Canadian history that will always be forever. That's one thing that I love about us just being Canadian, right? We, we, when like basketball, for example, I feel like, especially here and in Toronto, and I think like mostly it's like, it's a growing sport, right? Obviously it might never overtake hockey because hockey isn't that big in the States, but in Canada, it's what is it like? It's a religion, bro. It's a religion. It's a religion. It's a a, fact. It's a religion, right? And me growing up, I loved hockey, but then my passion started going towards basketball and then it started going towards football. But basketball, again, I feel like for, like, brown guys and all of us, we just love basketball just because of, like, all, like, how it's related to hip-hop and et cetera. Yeah. And, like, the culture around it is really different than, like, hockey culture is different than basketball culture because basketball culture involves rappers, it involves music, sneaker culture, streetwear. It's just totally different, and it, it kind of makes us accept it more. And being as Raptors and I feel like Canadian fans are so good that when the Raptors were on their run everywhere like I remember my friends coming over we're watching the Raptors game as one for the first time it wasn't like oh LeBron fans versus the non-LeBron fans and the haters everybody came together and going back to what we talk about hockey, hockey culture and basketball culture so I grew up playing hockey my whole life so I played ice hockey from when yeah. I was five to to this day I still play Right, I played. I played. I played roller hockey and street hockey. So. Roller hockey, ball hockey. Yeah. So I played roller yeah. hockey, ball hockey too. So, but I, ice hockey was my thing, probably my best sport, but yeah. by bar none. Right, I was a part of that whole hockey culture and stuff like that. Yeah. And as I got older and started getting more into, like you said, hip hop, and yeah. I wasn't a country music guy like a lot of talkie guys are. I started yeah. veering more towards like the rap, hip hop thing. Yeah. But yeah. think about what what athletes are the most synonymous with that. You look at yeah. a guy like the basketball players, and then for me. It kind of was at a time where the Canucks were trading away all their really good players and they were kind of going back into a rebuild. And then my love for basketball kind of was increasing, increasing, yeah. increasing to this point now where basketball, like you said, basketball and football are up here in my mind. Yeah. And then hockey's, hockey was down here before, but it's moved its way back up because the Canucks got better. Yeah. But like I said, it's, it's just, it appeals more to people our age and our, our yeah. age demographic, right? Like yeah. the NHL, like they're very straight narrow they don't say much anything controversial there's not much of a, like a pop culture aspect of it right yeah it's a great sport i think hockey to me is the greatest sport to watch excitement wise action wise back and forth it's way better to watch than basketball way better to watch than football because there's less stoppages right yeah. um but athletes and just more the nba is a soap opera bro like there's yeah. always something going on with it and Talking about like looking at that culture, man. Like that's why, like you said, appeal. Who does it appeal to us? Who are our heroes, right? Yeah. Who do we look up to? Basketball players, Michael Jordan, LeBron yeah. James, Kobe Bryant. Who do we want to be like? Who do we want to dress like? We want to dress like rappers, whether that's Drake yeah. or Jay Z, whoever. We want. We see those guys and we want to emulate them, yeah. right? You don't look at a hockey player and look. I want to dress like Henrik Sedin. I want to dress like Daniel Sedin. You yeah. don't want to do it, right? Yeah. Because they're just. They're great people, great role models and stuff like that, but they just don't appeal to people in our age demographic, right? And same thing in like baseball too. Like baseball is a great sport. Playing baseball is really fun. Watching baseball is boring as hell. Yeah. I don't care. The World Series is going on right now. I have to watch it because it's what I'm doing. Yeah. But it doesn't appeal to me because there's not very many stars in baseball that are attracting me. Now a guy like Ken Griffey Jr., you're wearing his jersey. Yeah. I have a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey as well. Had he be playing in this time, he'd yeah. be a really big guy that people would be drawn to because he had that swagger, that style. Yeah. He was on shows like Fresh what Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid, yeah. right? Wore his hat backwards just like this, right? Swag. That's like, for me, like that's where it all, in sports, why do you think that we were talking about before? We were talking about who like, how many likes we get on all of our posts. Right? What, what yeah. do we get most of our likes on? We talk about basketball. Bas- basketball, yeah. Because basketball, everybody yeah. likes it everybody. because everybody yeah. likes the stars in basketball, right? Everybody loves LeBron, Dame, Melo, or they hate KD, or they love Steph Curry, right? It's, it appeals so much more to us, right? Yeah, it's basketball is the only sport where one player can impact the game against whatever anybody else does in the major, in the major four sports, right? Yeah. You can't, Hockey like, did- for example, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. You finish. I was gonna say, like, you're exactly right. Like, you look at it. Wherever LeBron goes, they've got a championship contender. 
You look at, for example, the Edmonton Oilers. They have two of the best three players in the NHL. And they couldn't even make the playoffs, right? Yeah. That just shows you how much a one star can impact a team, a franchise in the NBA. NFL, bro, you, you need a whole team around you, right? Yeah. You could have, you have, look at Deshaun Watson, super talented quarterback. He has no team around him. His team's yeah. garbage, right? Yeah, at the and at the end of the day, if like for example, if in the NHL, if for some reason Bo Horvat was to sit out, us as Canucks fan would feel bad, but we're still gonna Nobody go there. We're still gonna go there and go watch the games and be like, let's go Canucks, let's go Canucks. Same thing for the NFL. Pat Mahomes leaves the NFL. Chief fans are still gonna go to the stadium like, oh, Pat Mahomes left, but like we're still gonna go cheer because nothing is bigger than those the, the NHL and the, the NFL. Logo. But when it comes to basketball, if LeBron James is like, I'm going to sit out this season, I don't even know if there would be like a season to begin with. Like, there wouldn't. So if LeBron James said, fuck it, I don't want to play this year. I, want, I don't want to play. Coronavirus, I want to spend, I stuck that all the time in the bubble. I want to spend time with my family. The season would go on, right? Nobody would care though. Nobody, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would always be an asterisk about, oh, because LeBron did not play. Yep. That's how much power he has, right? Yeah. And honestly, this is a really good conversation that we're having because it's so it's 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 a valid conversation. Like, why do people draw more to basketball than other sports, right? Now, I know some people, like for example, like I know some people in my family they hate basketball because they feel that athletes in basketball care more about themselves and the team, right? Which is a valid point because a lot of times in basketball it is a me first thing, right? Yeah. But for us in our age demographic, you know, males 20, sorry, 18 to 30, 35, who do we appeal to? Who do we like? We like superstars. We like guys with swag. We like guys that have that me factor to it, right? That's why we gravitate towards those athletes. Yeah. Personally, I like personally for me, like, again, I, I like uh, soccer was my first, but I feel like for most people, soccer was their most, sport. Yeah, I played soccer the easiest, up too. Accessible, it's easiest, very accessible. cheapest sport to play for. Yeah. Then you move up slowly in the rankings as you get older and you get an understanding, <laughs> right? Then I grew up to be, I'm like, oh, the Canucks are sick. Like, I like the Canucks or oh, the Vancouver team. I, uh, then I just dived hard into hockey. And then slowly a year, again, then I started playing basketball. I'm like, yo, this is pretty fun. Then it's got into basketball. And the last sport that I made, like, game, it was football. Football, I never understood. For anybody, like, football is such a complex sport to understand so right, off the, right off the rip. Is like, why is there lines on the TV? This is the first thought that comes to your head. Why is there lines on the TV? I remember for the longest time, like, why is there lines on the TV? Then you just slowly get it. I feel like once you have a full understanding of football, you, you, you appreciate it, like, oh okay this is oh, okay makes sense for me personally i love watching football because i'm more of the x and o guy i like seeing a coverage of how it works and a chess match etc in basketball it's more like if nothing's working just give the ball to lebron james and he'll figure it out 1000 percent, i agree with you. And you know what likewise when i was younger i really just liked football because oh these guys are hitting each other big hits like that Physical, right? it wasn't yeah. it wasn't until i got older i'm like you know what this is really interesting strategy Right, it's so many. It's like a, it's a, you said it's a game of chess, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's you can move so many pieces. A simple thing, like I was watching, what was it? I think it was highlights of the Chargers game yesterday. Yeah. A simple look by Justin Herbert to look this way, a yeah. quick look that way, moves a safety this yeah. uh, to the other side, that, yeah. and it leaves the whole side of the field open where he can throw it to wide open receiver for a touchdown. Yeah. Like that's how in depth football is, and I understand. Yeah. Like I have some friends that cannot get into football because they think it's too confusing. Yeah. Right. That's usually the main excuse, yeah. It is confusing, but once you get like the, the proper, just the base knowledge of it and understand it, then you really understand, hey man, this is a really, there's more to it. There's so many elements in a football game, right? There's so many, okay, effort. well, this this defense, this scheme is not working. This offensive right. game plan is not working. How do they make adjustments? Oh, this matchup between this receiver and this cornerback, he's dominating them. Throw the ball to him every time. Take abuse of him, right? Yeah. That's why once you start getting a, for me, like I think with all sports, like so many, there's so many sports out there that, that I don't even know about. Right? And I love yeah. sports. I don't know yeah. anything about like cricket. I don't. Yeah. I, I I know soccer, but I don't know enough about soccer. I want to know yeah. more about soccer. Baseball, the same thing, right? Like there's so many sports, and there's so much. Sports is so amazing, like that, bro. There's so many different avenues you can go through, right? And I just think yeah. it's crazy. Like there's so many untapped things out there. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I think we've done enough for the podcast today. Well, quick question I want to ask everybody is uh, before the, the debate, well, we had about 2016 and 2020 Cavs. Obviously, that was cool. What sport do you guys like? Do you guys like basketball? Do you guys like football? And why? what's the reasoning behind it? What's the reasoning why you don't like hockey or why you don't like yeah. football? 
leave it and we'll yeah. answer it. Yeah, put it in the comment section or whatever. Um, I'm like, I'm really just to see like, why do people not like hockey? Why do people not like basketball? Why do people like? Why do people love basketball? Like, let us know what you think, because I think, like, me and you, like, and most of our followers, we're all around the same age demographic. Yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's understand how people are thinking, right? Like, that's something that we don't have very many sports on right now so might as well get to know what, everybody, yeah. what makes everybody tick right yeah um but yeah man this was good i think this was really good conversations we had about more than sports right yeah. like we talked about like like there's so much you could talk about just about x's and o's and what yeah. o's maybe you're gonna fit but did that yeah. that's actually some real facts we're talking about what is it like to be a fan what is it like to be um what draws you to a certain sport stuff like that man like that, I think yeah. that was dope but i think yeah. these guys are really gonna like it yeah but guys, that's it for today. Make sure you check out this out on YouTube. You check this out on Instagram. We're going to post stuff on it. Make sure you check us out. Follow us. Make sure you DM us any questions you want to hear. Um, like I said, shout out to our one listener who brought the whole Cavs, uh, 2016 Cavs and Lakers 2020 uh, uh, debate. I was dope. Hopefully next time we'll do some more debates like that. But thank you guys. Stay safe. Thank you, Balraj. And we'll take it easy.